0: Hello, welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. We know there's a lot of podcasts out there. So the fact that you found us is so cool. I'm Lindsay and this is Krista. We are best friends. And we started this show when we were going through that time between our 20s and our 30s where it's just a little confusing uh, to say the least. Lots of doubt and fear and feeling like we should know more. Astrologically, it's called Your Saturn Return. And so we just... Wanted to be honest about how we were feeling and what we were moving through, and so uh, we are very honored to be supporting you all either through that time or another life transition.
1: Mm -hmm. Welcome back for all of our OGs. You know what it is. We have over five hundred episodes on spirituality, wellness, health, nutrition, everything, and we're excited to do this with you.
0: Truly, we were just inspired by this episode with Sif, the founder of Array. Her and her husband founded Array, but she is an entrepreneur, works from home. And I feel like that is a transition, both for entrepreneurs and people now working from home, whether they work for a company or not, that people aren't talking about the ways to like optimize that. They're like, well, you should be happy that you're working at mm-hmm. home. <laughs> I remember when I used to drive downtown every day. I remember we'd be
1: on the phone every morning yes. during my commute. So when we were doing almost 30... I had a full-time job, you had a full-time job, so we would have to figure out how to make things work. So we'd be having like meetings on what during my drive, you'd be like done with class or something and I'd be on the phone on the way back and mm-hmm. just trying to optimize our time as much as possible, but I do remember that taking and draining a lot of energy, you know, being in the car for over two hours every single day on the way there and back in traffic. It just felt so draining. So when we started to transition to being home more, I was like so
0: excited. Me too. I could
1: not be more excited. But I think I overlooked the energetics of being at home and sort of the energy that you are in at home. You're usually in comfy clothes. You know, when I'd have to dress for work every day, I'd usually come right home and change in my comfy clothes you're usually resting, you're usually chilling, watching TV. Maybe you're with a partner, maybe you're with your pets, whatever it is, there's a lot of distraction. So it's a totally different energy. And I think we overlook the transition we have to make when we're making our home, our workspace as well. Yes. And a lot of people had to do this starting in 2020 when people were working from home more. Um, now a lot of businesses are actually fully remote. So it's a very real thing and something that I think we can bring some mindful awareness to. Yeah. Oh,
0: definitely. And yeah, I think for me, I was I was excited to be working from home more, not like bouncing around from. I was teaching Soul Cycle at the time, bouncing around from studio to. You studio. have to drive far. Yeah, I would drive down to Newport, so that would be like yeah, upwards of two hours each way. And I think that like <laughs> you're like sixty bucks. <laughs> then, yeah, yes, I'm please, like, <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> like. But I do think that that feeling of like oh, ah. Yeah, Freedom and like this feels so good. Sometimes you lose the structure that my like free spirit needed in order to be productive and connected and grounded. So it took a little time to figure out what that meant for me and also a sustainable work environment, sustainable practices because. I'm not someone that like can sit down and like work for eight hours straight and get as much done as possible. I really need to build in whether it's rest, looking out the window, taking a walk, things like that. So it's like, how do you make it sustainable? So we were just thinking about this and we wanted to share some ways in which we've been able to, yeah, really optimize that experience, which is now, I think, pretty common for a lot of people. A lot of companies have gone remote. A lot of people have either left their corporate jobs and are starting their own business and working from home. So while it sounds lovely, there are some challenges. And so if you can kind of set up yourself for success, I think we would all feel a lot better. Yeah. One of the ways that I've worked on doing this is my time...
1: With Justin, So it's like, how can I disconnect from work to reconnect together both to him and my body and myself? And I noticed before it was like between calls or whatever we'd be doing, he'd always be like coming in and be like, this is happening and this is like mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And his world is changing so quickly because he's in like the web three space. And so he'd always be talking about these new things and it would stress me out because I'd feel like I'm in my flow of sort of my mindset of what I have to do, what I'm working on. My very like Virgo rising self was like, I have these these things to do. I need to do them. And so I had to have a conversation and just make sure that we were as coworkers (laughs) respecting and understanding the flow of our work through the day. So how can we, instead of like, talking for five minutes, having half of a conversation in between meetings or you know, seeing each other for one second and then talking. How can we be more mindful about our communication and connection? And then we would have lunches together. So at the beginning of the day, we would see if we could have time together to have lunch where I could disconnect from work and then I could actually connect in on a conversation because it wasn't working to just be half connecting mm-hmm. in between the things and you have to think about that when you have someone that's working with you essentially they're like a coworker. Sure. you know they're probably involved in a lot of your conversations they're going to be around you all the time and it's really been helpful to just bring that awareness of like how this is impacting my day how i'm impacting his day when i'm on the phone all day and just being more mindful of our situation at home because it is our home space and how it's now also our workspace. Mm -hmm. So having a really open conversation about how I like to work, what my flow is, what his flow is, how he likes to work, and then coming to a mutual agreement of how we can both get what we need, which
0: is connection and time in a more meaningful way. Yeah, I think it's so important. And even having a little debrief at the end of the day, knowing Mm -hmm. that you can look forward to that. On a walk. (laughs) you know, On a walk or over dinner or something like that, where that's the catch all. Or like what went on in the day and something that you can look forward to. Yeah, a way in which I've like motivated myself a little bit more and just further embodied this idea of like, okay, I work from home and I am truly working from home is getting ready at the beginning of the day. So Sifs talks about this in the interview as well. She looks so fly all the time. Mm -hmm. But I noticed that the days in which I was just getting up, wearing sweatpants, you know, just having my hair all like goofy and messy and not putting on any makeup, I would feel different. I would feel less motivated. I would feel less like the founder that we are. Yes, I know. (laughs) You know what I mean? And this is not to like flex on on the team and be like, we're dressed up and we are professional and I have makeup on. Um, But there was something in the actual ritual of having my morning, working out, doing my whole morning routine and then taking a shower. For me, like showers are really helpful in transitioning from one point in my day to the next. And so from that morning time to work time, I would take a shower, really get ready, do my hair, do my makeup, put on an outfit that's not sweatpants, and I would just energetically feel more in that mode of onness mm-hmm. and focus and if we did have calls, it's professional. It's professional to be, I think, put together and have care that you put into how you look and feel. So I would just show up more confidently. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that more often than not lately. I'm sure after this trip, we'll be- Dude, I know. Slopping around. We have been reco- We've been in hair and makeup
1: for like 10 days. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. I'm like, I need it's a lot. no I mean, video on Zoom. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, so I'm sure we'll slap. I've around, shown up but. to
1: calls not ready, and it is a vibe. Like it's, it's a vibe. not. It's not something I'm ashamed of, but it's no. not something I'm necessarily like. Ooh, this is the best look for the woman and the owner of a thriving company. Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Because I, I think about how I feel when 100 I, I get on calls with other people who aren't really put together, and there is, and I'm not proud of this, but there no. is kind of like a knee jerk judgment of yes. like, huh am I doing this because I
1: love myself and I want to take care of myself or am I doing this because I hate myself? And you could not be getting ready every day because you love yourself. Yes. you like, I love myself. I don't really care. You know yes. what I mean? This feels good for me. Mm-hmm. But you also could not be getting ready because you actually don't really love yourself and you don't feel like you're worth it for the time. And I think for me for a long time, when we were working full-time and then doing this, I really couldn't get ready because I had no time. You know, in quotes, I have no time. And I really was like, I really didn't see myself as worth the time as the time I could be putting into my work or business sure. or side hustle or whatever. And so, coming back to being like, no, I actually can gift myself the gift of time mm-hmm. and taking it slow in the morning, getting ready, taking care of myself, putting on clothes it feels really good. And I think it's like a body image thing too for a lot of people. You know, a lot of people have been very comfortable wearing sweatpants and comfortable clothes from 2020, we've been put through a lot and it can feel really comforting to be wearing comforting clothes. But when I started to put on normal clothes more often, I was like, okay, I need to be like checking in with myself every day and like knowing that it's okay and it
0: feels good to also be in regular clothes. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, just try it. Maybe it's just doing your hair. Maybe it's just putting on an outfit you love and just seeing how you feel. I think my thing is wearing a bra and putting on shoes. Oh. Shoes, the shoes thing is hilarious. Shoes is a vibe.
1: When you put shoes on, I am like, I am a here. <laughs> I am here to work. And the bra thing is. It's funny because your real. thing is I think the Pisces the Pisces' feet is ruled by, by, the, by feet. the feet. Yeah, that's true. So mm-hmm. I rule when I'm
0: when something's on my feet. Yep. <laughs> yep. Dude, Pisces is rolled by the feet and my feet are unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, Sean's kind of the same, like he has really flat feet. They're kind of like he feels a lot in <laughs> <laughs> his...
1: a Pisces. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: Dude, Pisces. It's like, if
1: I... I was thinking about it, I'm like, thank God I'm not famous because they have those celebrity foot pages. Oh. Yo, they wow. would tear me down. I'd be done. <laughs> Something that we also do is move during meetings. So when the meeting is appropriate, when you're having a meeting, say it's a catch-up, say it's informal... We highly suggest taking walks during that time. Hopefully, you're walking in the morning, in the evening. Hopefully, you're getting outside and getting some fresh air and moving your body. But I find that taking meetings while walking feels really good. I'm actually yeah. less distracted Same. because oftentimes when we're taking meetings on our computer, on Zoom, we can be checking email, looking at Slack, looking at... Gmail, looking at whatever you're looking at and actually not present for the meetings. So I found that I'm actually more connected if I'm on a walk and moving, mm-hmm. having the conversation than when I'm at my computer. So highly suggest moving if you can during the day. And it, it takes you out of
0: your head because yes. You're just walking around. I don't know. It's just a nice support. Um, and I really love to, maybe it's my Virgo sun, just create a workstation, like organized And like a demarcation of... Because if I'm hanging on the couch the whole day and doing work, um, it's cozy, it's comfy. I don't know if energetically I'm like in the zone to have structure and be focused and be on time. So I like to set up my workstation right in front of a big window. There's a lot of light. And I have my laptop, everything's plugged in. I'm not gonna lose battery. You know, I have my hydration. I light a candle usually. I'll clear the space. I have a chair that helps me have really good posture. I find that when I sit down and I have all of those things supporting me and signaling to my brain, this is where we work, it's super helpful because otherwise I get distracted. Mm-hmm. I will easily go off and do other things. Say I'm working from my bed. I might pick up my phone. I might grab a book that I want to read. I might grab my guitar. I might, you know, it's, mm-hmm. so I just want to set myself up for success to be focused and productive, So really setting your space, whatever that looks like for you.
1: Yeah. And I think the last thing is um, really seeing your home as your office. So when we think about when we used to go into the office, I would used to go to the water cooler, which was filtered water. I would grab coffee at the coffee maker. You would have your nice chair. You would have this space that you sort of set up for yourself. So if this is going to be a place that you're at for more than 40 hours a week outside of your living, investing in some really quality quality water Mm -hmm. is really, really important. So making sure that you're drinking really, really quality water, whether you're getting a great water filter, whether you're getting a Berkey, whether you're getting water delivered to your home Mm -hmm. in those glass containers. I think it's from Mountain Spring. Yeah, They have really beautiful water that you can get so that you're hydrating and drinking quality water all day. Also buying something like a trampoline or a vibration plate. I have both at the apartment. So I have a trampoline and a vibration plate. They're both pretty affordable. Mm -hmm. The vibration plate I think was hundred dollars in the trampoline, you can get them as low as 30 and those help move your energy. Tony Robbins is actually a huge fan of using a trampoline to move energy and shift feelings in the body. So if you just had a really hard conversation, a really awkward conversation, you're kind of in your feels, highly recommend getting on the vibration plate or the trampoline to shift your energy. You can also do that when you're feeling low and you're feeling tired. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to bring joy into your life. And then also investing in like really quality Coffee or beverages that you can drink through the day. So maybe you really look forward to coffee in the morning, and maybe it would be make you happy when you're working from home to buy a really nice coffee maker and really quality coffee and really yeah. quality creamer. I just bought and invested in like a really beautiful mm-hmm. morning ritual beverage with Rasa, yeah. which is really love amazing. Them. I love them. We are rasa.com, code almost 30, but it's a non-caffeinated morning drink. I did like the spicy cacao this morning, and it feels so beautiful to be in my home, drinking my beverage, and then sit down on my computer, get started for the day. So just trying to ritualize your day and incorporate those biohacking physical elements, whether it's a red light, whether it's a sauna, whether it's a vibration plate, trampoline, whatever it is, so that you're taking
0: care of yourself through the day and that you're moving some energy as you work. Yeah. Yeah. So powerful. So let us know how your work from home situation is going and if these tips helped. I'm excited for you all to meet Sif Hayter, one of the founders. Her and her husband founded Array. This is an incredible supplement company, really helping women feel their best. But she speaks to this kind of transition of working from home, working with her husband. It's really inspiring. I feel like she's really found her groove and her power in Um, in this position. So we're excited to introduce you to this brand and this conversation around using herbs and minerals and vitamins to really treat the day-to-day issues of things like bloating and anxiety. Yes. I love
1: both of their products, Bloat and Calm. Bloat, I use as like a digestive enzyme to help my digestion. And then Calm, I'll take in the morning if I'm feeling a little jittery. Maybe I've had caffeine that day or I'll take in the evening. I love magnesium. It's like Mm -hmm. my superstar supplement. And I love how high quality their ingredients are. And this conversation is great. I feel like so many people in our community want to start their own like passion-led, purpose-filled business and to learn from someone that's done that, someone that foregoed having a wedding to invest in their business, someone that didn't have experience in making actual physical products or have experience in the supplement space, figure it out and create something really, really special along the way is incredible. So these founder conversations, we don't have as often, but when we do bring them to you, we want to bring the best and most aligned brands that you can
0: learn from. So if you want to do something like this, you can have a great model truly. And you can try Array at Array, A-R-R-A-E.com and use the code ALMOST30. You'll get 10% off your purchase. So thank you, Sif, for joining us here in person in the studio. Thank you all for listening, subscribing to the podcast. And if you love the show, please either share with a friend. You can review the podcast. All of those things really help us to just reach more people. Yeah. We love you so much. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.
2: I'm like really deep in the manifestations and all of that. Tell us Mm -hmm. more. And literally, I journal like such specific things so that I feel it. Like, yes. And and I I can't feel the feeling unless it's like so just to
1: the T. What about you guys? I'm specific. I'm not specific. -specific. Human design you're Mm -hmm. talking about, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. One of my close friends, Jenna Zoe, human design. So she introduced human design to us forever, but it's so the feeling is so powerful. And that's like Joe Dispenza's work where you really have to be in the frequency and the feeling of it. And I think for me, it's like, I can't think about my future house and get the feeling, but I can think about a feeling that's sort of related. So Mm -hmm. it's like, a time where I was in a space where I felt like the feeling I want to have in my home. Yeah. So it's like, how can we have that? And I'll try and create like a library of good feelings mm-hmm. to tap into as much as possible well, so you can be like, oh, yay. That's
2: like like the definition of a non-specific manifester, right? Yes, like yes. just like relate, like figuring out what it is that brings you those feelings yes. and like mm-hmm. constantly tapping into that. It's How else so do you use human design in your work? Honestly, I've just been learning about it, but I've been fascinated. So I did this course with Manifestation Babe. Have you mm-hmm. guys heard of her?
0: Mm-hmm. Second time in two days. That yeah.
2: we've- so she was like an Array customer and I didn't really look too much into her, but I found her initially, like, what was it? Like uh, early 2021. And, you know, she has like quite a cult following and... So I I was like, okay, this chick is cool, whatever. Move on with my life. And then somehow she like popped up on my feed or something like that, just like very randomly, like around November, December this past year. And so I was like, okay, like I'll try one of her courses. It was like towards the end of the year. And I was like wanting to deepen my meditation practice a little bit more. So I was like, okay, like this will like put me in the right headspace. It was such a great course. And like, I'd always kind of been interested in human design because Jordan- Mm -hmm. um, um, mm-hmm. From the balanced blonde, yep. she's the first person who like did the whole thing with me, and I went That's on her hilarious. podcast. She like did like a mini reading. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> that you
1: like Boa Jordan's podcast. You're like, I can't wait to talk about my brand that she's like reading you. You're like, like <laughs> at the end, so she's wild. like, me,
2: like we did this a whole, and I'm like, oh my god, but this is me. She's like, I know. At, <laughs> at the end, she's like, you're a star seed, and this is why. Love, and so like I left the human design because I was like, yeah. how, how the fuck do I read this? Like it's like a whole thing. That it's I, hard. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. really hard. It's complicated. But when I was doing this course, she talked about like just human design in the specific versus non-specific yes. way. That yep. was the only thing that we touched on. And I was like, oh my God. Like it makes so much sense now because I'm the most detail-oriented person. And like, oh like when I do like higher self-journaling exercises, I'm like. The way I write about like... I love that. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's so detailed. It's like, and then I walk down the stairs, uh-huh. down the hall,
1: uh-huh. into uh-huh. my kitchen with a window on this side. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, yeah, and my too, chef yeah. is making breakfast and sometimes I'm like, ooh, I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> yeah. So then the next time I'm like, chef isn't here today. <laughs> like I like mix it up. I'm like, my masseuse is waiting. I'm like, mm, I don't feel like I don't want to talk to anyone today. <laughs> so, so sometimes I'm like, oh, am I like... Attracting my manifestation, but you know what's funny? This is so hilarious. Kardashians season 20, mm-hmm. the house that they lived in, it was like right in Malibu. Season 20 though. Oh yeah. The very no, last exactly. season, mm-hmm. the one in Malibu is like my, that's like what I look, think mm. about because it's like that ranch on the water. You're not right on the water, but you're close enough. There's like tons of outdoor area. It's in Malibu. I was like, oh, that's like, that's like my spot. So I'm always like moving, moving my way in my mind through that space. But that really is super powerful. You know
2: what's weird? So I didn't know you lived here, yes. and I always for some reason thought you were living in Malibu. Oh, babe.
1: Oh, cool. There you go. Like Future that's trip. A really like I I don't know, I thought it was like like it's weird, but <laughs> no, it's facts. I also had a dream last night, and in my dream, I so in my dreams now I'm house shopping because I really want a house. So in my dreams I'll go to, to different houses. Some of them are creepy, like haunted houses. It's not like I'm like, it's not like I'm like on Redfin in my house. It's like haunted or like some are cool. So the house though, I had, it was somewhere in the East side of LA because we were like, maybe we'll move East side. Mm. And then in my dream, we looked at the second house, which was on the water. And my soul was like, we need to be by the water. Mm -hmm. It was like, we need to be by the water for the house. Um, With what you do in manifestation, I mean, how are you using some of the principles that you learned in that course through your business and your life?
2: Honestly, I've, I've been into manifestation for years. Like I think I got really into it in like 2014. And I've just been building on my practice all the time. And so this course that I did was interesting because I think what was really useful was it helped me work through some blocks that I have. And I don't know, I feel like you 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 work on manifesting, but you don't know why maybe, or let, even certain blocks exist. And so like a lot of the work that I did in this was like, you know, like really long meditations that I'd come out of like crying, not realizing why I felt a certain way about myself or like that, you know, maybe I had a goal and it just wasn't coming to me, right? Or like, I wasn't sure how I would get there. But the narrative that I tell myself in some capacity is like, you're not worthy of it or why does someone care like yes. stuff like that and these like very deep rooted things and it was interesting because i've always thought of myself as a very confident person like in my own skin and i really am but you don't realize that you have these blocks until you do the inner work so i think that that's really really interesting and certain things i've been able to like manifest into my life with such ease and obviously like in those cases maybe i didn't have certain blocks that kept me from them and other things it's just been like a work in progress and so that's really like what I'm working through even still today and like consciously like monitoring okay like you think you can't get the why why do you feel that way like just and I think that courses like that are just really useful because it helps you kind of work through whatever issues you do
0: have Mm -hmm.
2: and like rooting where it comes from even, you know? Yes.
0: And I think it's cool to notice what you call into your life really easily. Like taking a moment to make that a focus rather than like, oh, I still want that thing or it hasn't come in because then you can, again, feel into that feeling or understand a bit more clearly what beliefs about yourself or... Um, what energy you bring to this certain manifestation, you can kind of replicate in other areas. Can yeah. you give an example of something that you've like very easily manifested and kind of yeah. why?
2: Yeah. So this is a really interesting one. Um, And like, it's the clearest, like I think Array as well for sure, but I'll talk about something different from Array, right? So when I moved, so I, I went to university in Toronto and I moved downtown Toronto for my university experience. And I remember going to get like my health card in this building. And there was this apartment, like this condo building that I just kind of fell in love with. And I was like, this is like so beautiful. And I'm going to live here. Like one day I'm going to live here. And I didn't know how I would do it because I was like, you know, 18 at the time, like literally freshman in college. And this was a really nice building. And Every time like I'd walk past that building, I'd be like, I'm gonna live here. Then you know, one of my friends moved in there and I was like, I'm gonna live here. Like literally all the time, I didn't know how. And when I graduated, it just happened to be that I moved into that building and ended up owning the unit that I live in. And it was just, it. it I just knew. And like, there was no doubt in my mind that somehow it would happen for me. And it just did, it was just the, the wildest kind of like sequence of events. It's not that I'd vocalized it to anyone, it just happened that way. And I called it into my life so easily I can't tell you how I did it. It was just that like knowing without a shadow of a doubt. I'll give you guys another example. So we have like we're moving here from, right? And there's like a whole visa process and all consulates were shut down throughout COVID for one year. So all visa applications were really backed up, okay? And we applied so long ago and we weren't getting this interview, like it, it just wasn't coming and our lawyers were like, everyone's experiencing this, don't worry, it's because of the backup, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I put our condo in, in Toronto, like I put it on, like I rented it out cause I was like, whatever, I'm done with this chapter in my life. Like not two months after we got the visa interview. So it was almost like letting that chapter yeah. go mm-hmm. and like just closing it while I was holding on to it, nothing was happening. It's like, I think it's like an
1: energetic thing. It is. It's like you have to create space for the new energy to Mm -hmm. come in. And it is because consciously you're like, I want to live here, but there's like a subconscious part of you that's like, well, you know, I still have my place in Toronto and there's still the place in Toronto that's like kind of the exit route or like- yeah the opportunity for you. Or it's like a backup plan. Like, what if that doesn't happen? And like, I think
2: as soon as we did that, I was like, nope, this is over. This is, this is the plan. Like, Mm -hmm. that interview is coming and it's coming fast and I don't care. Like, there's no second choice, you know? So, it's
1: interesting. That backup energy is very interesting. I used to do that with guys. (laughs) (laughs) Me and my friends would be like, always have backups. And they'd be like, you're just cheating. I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. I think it's the backup energy where like, it's
2: you don't want that in your it's not the vibe, uh-huh, okay?
1: Like 100%. Even
2: like I was I was talking to someone and I was talking about array and it's like, you know, sometimes I'll like talk to people and they're like, "But how did you know?" and like put everything into it. I was like, "Listen, this had to work." Like I didn't give myself a choice, nor did I ever fathom that it wouldn't work. Like I knew when we went into this, that this was going to fucking work.
0: Mm-hmm. There was
2: no second option. Yeah. I didn't have my eggs in another basket. This was it.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I think there's a difference between kind of preparing well where whether it's financially yes. or just making sure that like the leap into it isn't Absolutely. kind of a
2: Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Like being smart about it, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I mean, we were working, like Nish was working his full-time job. I was still a content creator when we started Array, but it was like, I don't know. Like, I think it's like a doubtful mindset as well that like, okay, yeah. but like if this doesn't work, yes. you know? And it, that's not how it was for, for me or for Nish. It was just like, this is, this is it. Like, this is the business. It's not going to fail. We never even used that word, you know? It just never came into the realm afar
1: field. Yeah, truly. (laughs) Yeah, it is weird because I do think about that. I've tried a lot of things before Mm -hmm. almost 30. Not a lot, but I've tried a few things. And yeah, there was never like, it's just you kind of go. You just take, keep taking steps. Yeah. And you don't really think about, oh, if this will fail or if it does or what happens if. You kind of just continue on your path Mm -hmm. of continuing to take steps however that will take you and then meeting whatever comes up along the way. And I know before we were talking about, you know, to start the business, you took the money for the wedding and Mm. and invested it in doing this. And I think for a lot of people right now, they're questioning whether they want to have weddings. You know, some of them would rather buy a house or a space Mm -hmm. or even invest in a business. And so I'd love to talk a little bit about that because I think it's a really powerful thing to do to make priority what will really benefit your future self than like going with the short term you know, just wedding right now?
2: You know, I think it's being really clear about what's important to you. And Nish and I had gone back and forth on like what's really important to us and like what just brings us joy. Yeah, like of course it's celebrating, right? But as I was going through this like wedding planning process, I was like, oh, like I'm so much more excited about Array and building that out and like really taking it to the moon. And Nish was as well. And when we made that decision it wasn't even like a like a second thought that like maybe we should or we shouldn't it was just like a yeah we're doing this like this is what brings us joy and it'll a lot like what fulfills me in life is like I'm very mission driven and I like to help people I really do and I thought that by getting array out to more people that was that that was like my mission in life and everything else was secondary you know? And I'm so glad we did it because honestly, Nish and I always say that it's the thing that's brought us the most together, you know, like of everything else. Like we could have had a wedding, absolutely. And I'm sure it would have been wonderful. But what we have gotten in our relationship out of being able to create this together has been so fulfilling. It's like brought us, it like it's made us like truly family, and we we went to court, we signed the papers, but what Array did for us, like it actually made us like a unit and we're always on the same page. It's really special. And like, I'm not saying that working with your partner is for everyone. I do want to give that disclaimer. I think it works for Nish and I because we're so different and like what we do in the company is so different, but it's really special to go through those highs and those lows and have someone like really feel it with you, you know? Because you guys know, like yes. you you do this mm-hmm. together and to have so each key. other as co-founders, right? Like on the lowest days, you can go tell another friend yes. and they'll empathize, but they won't feel it. They won't cry yeah. those tears or just like really feel it with every ounce of their being. You know what I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. So Completely. It's everything.
1: Completely. It's like, yeah, it's just, and someone that understands every single thing, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like you can tell your partner, you know, okay, so you're talking about a story and they're like, okay, so who's this person? Yeah,
0: yeah. And you're like, uh, okay. And then I'm like over it. I'm like if literally over If you to our it, conversations, like oh my gosh, it's actually not, words. not full sentences, no. but we're like, mm, yeah. yes. <laughs> or we'll be like, you'll
1: be like, so this? And I'm like, I know what you're going to say. Yep.
0: <laughs> and, and sometimes
1: it won't even be about anything. And it just, it's been so important having that partnership. And I do think that it's made, I mean, it's obviously made the, the world of difference for us. I guess, what is your advice for anyone that wants to, even if it's a, a friend, What what's your advice for doing business in partnership?
2: I think it's important to do, like be very clear cut about who does what. And I think that if there is overlap, there should be a mechanism where you guys decide who has the last say, as opposed to like having, like going back and forth. Because you know what? Sometimes you will go back and forth forever and you'll just forever disagree. So who has the last say? And so with Nish and I, the way we've split it up in our business is that he has the last say on certain operational decisions or like when it comes to sales, he has his like last say, and it doesn't matter what I have to say at the end of the day, if like we go back and forth and debate for long enough and we're still at a standstill, he makes a decision. Same way for me, creative brand, kind of the direction we're going in. Like if, you know, if we're at loggerheads, I'll make the last call. So we're really clear. So I think just having that defined right from the beginning, it just saves a lot of heartache. And the more specific you can be, the better. That's my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We need to do that.
0: Yeah, I feel like we've, we have we've that. done it, and then I think with changes in our team, yes. with different things, it's like then. And I I feel like I more so will be like, oh, let's talk about this because I you know I want to like do it together. But I think it is so powerful when you just know who can own certain decisions and be like. Yeah, I trust the other person to make that decision. Yeah,
2: and it's not to say that you don't rely on each other. And like, oftentimes we will have an issue where I maybe stand on this side and Nish stands on that side. And it's maybe an issue within my department, for example, right? And I go to him and we have this like big debate. And then I'm like, wait a minute, you're actually right. And I just change my mind. And it's just that having that like sounding board as well. Like I very much respect every single thing that Nish brings to the table, even when it comes to... What I do, even though he's not on my team, if that makes sense. Just because I think having a different perspective and getting it from someone who thinks in a different way is sometimes really important because, like, we are so deep in our shit. That like We're like, oh, but this is, this is the only way. And it's like, you get a different perspective. It's like, oh, okay, actually, maybe that does kind of make sense.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think too, it's like playing to strengths and weaknesses of the people. And yes. I think when people are early on in business, it's hard to know, mm-hmm. you know, because you haven't done what you're doing for a long time. So I think that's what trips a lot of early business owners up is not being able to um, separate the um, tasks and responsibilities and then not really knowing like what each person's strengths and weaknesses yes. is. And I've really seen that, especially with women. You know, when women are working together, it can be hard because everyone's like, nice, we're like, oh yeah, totally, I'll like do it. And it really ends up screwing people in the end.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think being cognizant and like very clear about like what you're good at and what you're not good at. Like I've, and you sometimes you realize this along the way. Like for example, yes. I know that, Listen, my attention to detail is definitely lacking in comparison to like Nish or other people on my team. Like it just is, okay? Like may as well be honest with myself. I'm not going to
1: pretend I'm that girl. I'm
0: not. (laughs) I was just
1: saying, I was like, same. And then I'm like, in my life, it's not. But in business, it is... Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. It just is. Like yes. I glaze over certain details. and I glaze over my life until really I'm at important. work. And then I'm like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is this
1: tiny thing that I saw that everyone's missing?
0: <laughs> it's true. What did you do before this, just for that transitional period? A lot of women in our community are, you know, thinking about either starting their own brand or business or side hustle. What did that look like before? So, I was a content creator for
2: years, like full time prior to working on Array. So, I left my job. I was a writer at Al Canada. I left that job in 2016 to go full time with my blog. And I worked on that for like years, and even it means still like i'm I, like I like creating content. I just don't do it on my blog anymore. I just don't have the time unfortunately, but i like that was my way of putting my creative energy out into the world. Um I started my podcast in twenty eighteen, but like I think for me, the common theme is even when it came to my blog, the whole idea was like, okay, how can I put really good information out there that'll help people optimize their lives and this could be like something as like. I guess like small as like a hotel recommendation, like getting really detailed about it or like what serum I've been using that like completely made my dark spots disappear, whatever it is, you know? And to be able to do that with Array, which is, I mean, an integral part of people's wellness routines has been extremely fulfilling. And I feel like it was just the natural
1: next step. Well, it's interesting because you're talking about like giving a detailed hotel description. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that your attention to detail is on certain things. And that's for a lot of people. And that's even for me. Like I'll hear our audience say, what if I don't stick to routines or what if I'm sort of flaky or Mm -hmm. what if I don't have attention to detail? And it's funny because so many people have like a distortion of their idea of that, but it's really like when we want to or when it's like part of who we are, it's very easy. It comes very naturally. Well,
2: now that you say it and you put it into that perspective, you're right because I'm like very rigid about like my morning routine and like I'm a very specific manifester as we were discussing, right? Like just the, the most specific and the details I can get into is like like just outrageous like I can tell you the fucking flower (laughs) in my (laughs) pretend garden
1: (laughs) and you're fit like your clothes are Mm -hmm. sick so it's like you do have attention to detail so Mm I just wanted to like flag that so what was the first moment where the idea of a ray came to your mind like what was that moment for you So
2: um, I've, I mean, I've, I've talked about this before, but I struggled with like just different health issues. Like I had very weak immune system. And so when I finally did turn to natural remedies, it was like deep in like supplements, you know, and my, cabinet was just so crowded with them and I was taking like tons and tons of them. And you know, I come from beauty and like I was I've been a content creator like touching feeling beauty products for years, you know, and to the point where like Nish has like a 16 step skincare routine. it's, it's just crazy <laughs> right? he telling nice me skin. to say <laughs> and then he goes
1: like this. He's like, <laughs> yeah, literally. Like he doesn't Literally. like judge his beard. He's like, I love it. It's so hilarious. <laughs> He's like, you have to show me exactly how to do it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh my
2: God. That's so precious. It's so sweet. Nish. <laughs> oh my God. So after that dinner that we had yes. for our thing. Yes. So um, our friend uh, at, like Allison McNamara, yeah. she owns Mara. And Nish is obsessed with uh, all their products, which he steals from me. Okay, like steals. I love that, They're like a <laughs> fucking thief. Okay, yes. like I'll notice like my oil is somehow half, and I'm like, what did you do to this? Is I've been <laughs> using it. it, makes my skin really nice. Anyway, so he tells her. And she sends him a package and you should have seen, he looked like a four-year-old child, like so happy. He's Aww. like, "Sip, it's my first PR package. Oh. <laughs> uh. It's
1: like, I'm officially an influencer. <laughs> and it's funny, one day we like made Justin wash his face for like three days and he, then he got his it. Oh. He's like, this is what happens. I haven't washed my face in 30 years and now I've washed <laughs> my face once and I get his zit. <laughs> but it's, it's weird to it, like pull something up out of them. I'm like, I cannot believe guys don't even wash their face. Yeah, it's bizarre. But But going back to this.
2: So anyway, uh, I I found that like, you know, the skincare category was like such an easy category to navigate. There were no questions. And like, I'd speak to my girlfriends about wellness and it became like, it came to a point where like, they'd call me being like, okay, so like I've been having um, issues with my digestion. What do you think I should take for this? And like, I would just give them these like random recommendations based on what I'd read. And I was like, wait, there is an issue here where... Wellness is convoluted. There seems to be a real gap between what naturopathic doctors trust versus like what people can get over the counter. There's a lot of confusion. You know, things are really ugly and I'm sorry if things are ugly, you're not integrating them into your routine joyfully. And people were turning to just like shitty things on the market. Things just that, that you shouldn't be consuming on a daily basis, like gas effects or like Tums or yeah. whatever. And so I was like, there. I know that there's a way to create products which you see the results of quickly. There's, you can do therapeutic doses. I'm, I'm doing it in my home, just like pulling things out of the cabinet. There is a way to do this with like a lot of finesse and do it with a naturopathic doctor who's an expert in that like, whatever issue I'm trying yeah. to solve. People with like lots of experience. And so then Nish and I were like, okay, we're going to do this. And, you know, that that was really the idea. I remember sitting on my couch and like just like vocalizing this like random idea, which I couldn't stop thinking about. And Nish was like, Sif, like we have to do this. This is, this is such a good idea. Wow. And I don't know, like I always say that we always have like each of us, like probably a thousand ideas within our lifetime. And- you know, maybe you had an idea, but someone else actually went and did it. So whatever that idea is, like now I have a whole journal where I write down my ideas just so I can like tell someone about it maybe later on and maybe something comes of it, you know? Mm-hmm. But if I hadn't vocalized it to Nish, I don't know if Array would have been a real
0: thing. And do you think it really like helped to have like his words, like kind of vocalized, like we can do this? Yes. Like, did, Were you going to do it no matter what? So
2: this is what what's interesting is that I, I don't know if I would have done it because I've had a lot of ideas in the past and you know, i've I've forgotten about them. I don't even know. so like this was something that I couldn't get out of my mind and i i I said it to nish being like kind of in passing, but he was like, no, this is a great idea. You have to do this. And I think like having that, it kind of put a fire under my ass. and, you know, maybe had I taken this to someone else and just like said it in passing and they were like, oh, but like, why this? I would have maybe been like, okay, maybe not, you know, but having my partner who knows me to my core and like is a very analytical person um, for him to be like, yes, we're like, you're going to do this and I'm going to do it with you. I was like, okay, like, let's, let's go. Let's do it.
0: We hope you're enjoying this conversation. We're going to take a few moments to share brands with you that we love and who support this show. Mm, I love me an app on my phone that I actually use and that actually enhances my life. Some of them are just, you know, taking up space, but Truebill. Truebill is one I use and love and has helped me so much. It is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. I forget about my subscriptions all the time. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Uh Companies inevitably make subscriptions very hard to cancel, and Truebill makes it very, very simple to cancel them. Just link your accounts, and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions easily. You can ask them questions. It's so clutch. I love it so much. And I also love that Truebill will. Notifying me of oh this is a purchase that we can't detect or categorize, and so I'm kind of aware of oh okay, you know I'm spending money on this. We need to categorize it, and Truebill helps really keep track of what you are spending your money on categorically. It's so cool. It has really helped me to feel more confident with my money. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today. Just take take a little audit, and stay organized. Truebill.com slash almost 30. T-R-U-E-B-I-L-L.com slash almost 30. Go right now to Truebill.com slash almost 30. It could save you hundreds a year. Truebill.com slash almost 30. I'm currently packing for a little trip to Sedona with Krista and some of our dearest friends and I am packing, without a doubt, my Array supplements. Uh, Array is an incredible supplement brand uh, that makes supplements for bloat, And for Calm currently with natural ingredients, no fillers or BS, their unique blends of herbs, minerals, and vitamins was formulated by a naturopathic doctor and designed to deliver results in under an hour. This is what really makes array stand out to me is how quickly these products work through the accurate dosing. They're also certified organic, completely filler-free, and beautifully packaged to say the least. We interviewed Sif, one of the co-founders, and it was just fascinating. She dealt with health issues for years and just saw the power of natural high quality ingredients in transforming her body. And so she wanted to share it with others. I'm so excited for you to try Array. Again, my favorites are the Calm and the Bloat. They also have a Bloat Latte, which is delicious, Uh, but I recommend getting the Rest and Digest kit. So this is both the Calm and the Bloat formulas. The bloat formula, for example, has a blend of five herbs and a fruit based digestive enzyme. It targets every possible cause for bloating. So you will feel relief very, very quickly. Uh, And their ingredients are sourced from the most potent part of every single plant. Some of the potent ingredients include bromelain, which is for speeding food breakdown. This is from pineapples. Ginger root for digestion stimulation. Lemon balm for gas prevention. Dandelion root for liver health. Peppermint for gas prevention. And slippery elm for digestive organ protection. Go to array.com. Use our code ALMOST. 30 for 10% off your first order. That's A R R A E.com. Use our code almost 30 for 10% off.
1: It's huge on who you first tell your dreams to. You know, that first person that you're communicating your dreams to is huge. And I actually don't really tell my dreams to anyone because I find that. Not that I have dreams that I'm holding from mm-hmm. people. I actually sometimes my dreams sometimes don't even feel like it's something that I really need to tell anyone. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of just like I'm gonna re- I'm gonna play with this a little bit. Like yeah. I'm gonna kind of see what's going on. I'm gonna see if this is something that I want to explore. I'm gonna let it percolate in my brain, and I'm just gonna see if it's something I want to bring down. But I notice that what will happen is a lot of times people will have a dream or idea. And they'll tell someone that really isn't the best person to be telling about a dream. Yeah. And there's so many people and I remember for most my life until I found a community that was, you know, dreamers and supporters and people that were incredible to tell dreams to. It was really hard Mm because you'd say something and you just would be met with such resistance and such projection and it's really heartbreaking. So I suggest for people to really figure out, like, if you are someone that kind of works with others to figure out the path of your dreams. Like, are you someone that likes to be collaborative about your dreams or keeping them to yourself? But I really love your story because it's important that someone you love is like very clear with you about their support of your dreams.
2: And just gets it, you know, because there there were a lot of why's like or why you you know what i mean yeah. like you know for example why would someone buy wellness products from you when you're not a doctor like who are you to create this brand you know and it's a very valid question and like i had an answer to it which was that look you know i see other founders not everyone is a chemist or a formulator or a doctor but they they find the right team and I think that that's really what it takes. And I've seen thousands of like horrible things in the market and I have a vision for something that's better, you know, but like there's, there's a lot of like, why, why use sort of thing, but to have someone there who has like a mind that works different from me is not a fucking hype man with like no rhyme or reason like this is a very smart person who I trust to be like no like go do it and I remember like even back when I started blogging right like I, I told Nish I was like let's take your camera and take some pictures and he's like let's do it like literally the most supportive so I don't know I've been I've been very lucky you know to have that but if someone doesn't have a partner find friends who will encourage you as well like you can have a community of people who you can go to who will give you sound advice but
0: who are also dreaming and like know that there's a way to make things happen. When I first moved to LA, I felt like, oh, this part of me that wants to do so many things and is a dreamer, like I was among other dreamers yeah. and it felt like I just had a lot more room and support to do that. You mentioned, you know, how your friends would call you and ask for like a friend prescription mm-hmm. of for specifically their digestion. And I feel the same where like a lot of people that we talk to, they're like, yeah, my digestion is off or my gut or my skin as a result is not that great. So in working with naturopathic doctors, which I love that aspect of the brand, what did you learn about like these common issues and the root of, of them? specifically digestion,
2: it's like such a complicated thing and it's not like a one-size-fits-all sort of prescription, you know? It really is like person-to-person. I think that there are certain things that everyone should be taking for just genuine, like good gut health. Like for example, I think a probiotic is really important, but you know... uh, my friends would be like, oh, I've been taking this digestive enzyme and it's not working. And I was like, wait, I'm like, you know, have you ever thought that maybe the reason you're not feeling well isn't an enzymatic issue? Like maybe try something else, you know? And so when it came to the formulation piece of our product, like whatever whatever array of problem we're trying to solve, the whole thing was like, how can we holistically target it so that we are kind of dealing with like all the ways that we can kind of fix an issue, you know? So with digestion, of course, not to say that like, you know... If, if your issue is like super, super deep rooted, you should get help, right? And like, you should figure out what's going on because you might have like a deeper issue. But like for my friends, you know, it was like, oh, like I've eaten this and it's just like very like uncomfortable. And so it was just like very basic things. Like you can introduce certain herbs into your life. You can introduce like a good high quality probiotics, stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know? It was like, I, and most people just don't realize what'll work. They don't realize what dose they should be taking. Like they'll be taking the tiniest little bit of something and expect it to work. And and not really see any results, it was
1: just stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. when you guys started and you had that yes, what was your what was your next step? Researching the shit
2: out of every part of this business, so it was like first it was like, okay, I know. I want a doctor to formulate this because like I can have the baseline knowledge for sure, but like this needs to be done by an expert in order to have credibility even just in the minds of like our customers and just people in general. And so I was on a mission to find the best naturopathic doctor possible who could do like a specific products. Everyone was complaining about digestion and anxiety. And so the two are linked. And so it was going to triangulate what I'd seen out in the world with like real sound professional medical advice and so I spoke to so many different naturopathic doctors about like their experience with these two issues specifically why is it so commonplace are they actually linked like what's the science behind it getting that sort of clarity and then finding the right person to do it and ultimately we did land on our formulator for bloat and calm Dr. Natalie Mulligan she's like a top eating disorder specialist in Canada and she has an amazing clinic and we with her because when you are suffering from an eating disorder and like those are the type of patients you're dealing with, you're seeing the most severe of like gut health issues, like digestive issues and mental health issues. And we knew that if someone has like 10 plus years of doing this with rave reviews and just like such a well-respected person in the industry, like this is the person. And, you know, she was incredible to work with just like so much knowledge and so that's kind of been our ideology that like every product that we come out with um it really is like finding the right doctor but yeah step one was finding a doctor and then after that it was who's going to manufacture this who can do organic you know it it's crazy mm-hmm. like yeah,
1: it's it's, it's a whole thing yeah. you know i mean i didn't know that vitamins were not organic
2: oh my god but, but we use herbs right and not all herbs are organic absolutely not and you know it, it was it was really like figuring out sourcing, minimum order quantities. Because when you're starting a new business and you're bootstrapped and you're not rolling in money, you have to be so scrappy with what you have. And you have to find manufacturers who will do that small scale kind of production for you. And the the Company we ended up going with, like, you know, they they kind of made an exception by doing a smaller scale order for us with the promise that, like, okay, no, we are gonna scale this and you are gonna be the people we work with. And so it was all of those little things. Like you learn so much as you research and go along the process. But you know, it was like step, like just like one step after the other. Like, how can we kind of make this happen?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> how did you properly source? So it's like, is the doctor making sure that the ingredients are potent or like who is kind of checking that? How did you learn about that?
2: When it comes to potency, you look for essentially like the manufacturing thing that we look for is like extract ratios and like how much of an ingredient is really active in there. And so we were like very unrelenting or relentless, sorry, when it came to the pursuit of like that sort of manufacturing tech, like really high extract ratios for whatever ingredients we were using. And then after that, like our, the manufacturers we work with, they're really great. They put us in touch with where they were sourcing from, all the different options. Uh, Nish would speak to the farms, the the owners of those certain like plants where we were sourcing the ingredients from, ensure that it was the best quality. Sometimes there would be like a bad kind of crop and then we'd have to go somewhere else to source a specific ingredient. Um, Our slippery elm, for example, we had to go to Europe to get the slippery elm organic. So it's, it's really a journey. But for us, the potency component was really important. And so was the therapeutic dosing just because we wanted our products to actually be fast acting because there's a lot of in supplements we take for like just general longevity. And those are like amazing, right? But what we really wanted to solve for was people going to the drugstore and turning to like shitty things for their bodies because there's so much power, so much power in what nature has given us. And we really wanted to make that accessible.
1: What's the difference between therapeutic doses and normal doses? So
2: therapeutic, do- okay. So the way we like to explain it is say you're taking a Tylenol if you lick the Tylenol and expect it to do something, it's not going to do anything, right? So there's like a certain dose that like you have to take the Tylenol in in order to get relief for your headache, right? It's the same thing with herbs or minerals or vitamins. Like in order to have them really serve their function in an effective manner, you have to take a certain dose. So, and this is by the way, different person to person as well. So for example, like you guys know this, but with our um, bloat and calm, we have certain kind of like we, we ask you to diagnose yourself and figure out how much it is you need, like what your therapeutic dose is. So that could depend on situation, that could depend on physiology. So we say just like as a general guideline, take two bloat capsules if you've had um, a salad bowl, take three if you've had pasta and take four if you're just like going into a food coma, right? And like, this is like per- person to person, it differs, but essentially like, yes, each of our capsules, every single ingredient in there is, 100% active, it's like loaded with like each of those ingredients, but you have to take a certain amount to actually feel the impact of it. So that's really what it means. Yeah.
0: Can you go through some of the ingredients in these? So the two formulas are bloat and calm mm-hmm. and they work so fast, yeah. yeah, which I think is really for me, it's like a very different experience yeah. than what I've taken before. So what exactly is in there and what are like for you kind of the superstar ingredients in there?
2: So um, with bloat, we have six herbs and each of them, essentially target every possible way your digestive system could kind of need a little bit of help. So we have bromelain in there, which is a fruit-based digestive enzyme. It comes from pineapples. Um, And so that kind of solves the enzymatic issue. Then we have ginger root. We have dandelion root for liver health. We have peppermint and lemon balm for helping with gas. We have slippery elm, which we say is for digestive uh, organ protection, but essentially it kind of like coats your digestive organs so that the food kind of moves through really easily and we absolutely refused to use a laxative in our formulations just because we did want to create a product which was safe and could not ever cause dependency issues or really harm anyone. There are people who have abused laxatives and we were like, not with our product, absolutely not. So whatever your digestive concern is, we just gently optimize. That's what we do. And we make sure that we do it quickly. And similarly with Calm, it's a combination of four herbs, minerals, uh, and vitamins. So we have magnesium in there, which I'm sure your audience knows is amazing for essentially so many different functions of your entire biological process. And it's really good to calm you down. Then we have L-theanine in there. We have inositol and passion flower, And L-theanine is a really interesting ingredient because depending on the formula it's used in, it can make you alert, but it can also make you calm. So what's great in our formula with calm is that it is a product that you can take during the day and it doesn't give you that drowsy effect, which a lot of calming products do. So with R1, our whole goal was how can we create a formula which people can take throughout the day when they're having anxious moments. So for example, I always say like, I take it before podcast interviews. I took it before this, (laughs) Um, just so I could show up as like my best self and not feel any sort of like jitteriness or like, feelings of panic or whatever that is. So all four ingredients, essentially, they just make you calm, but still alert. They don't um, uh, impede on your ability to perform during a day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love magnesium. It's like my superstar. I love it for everything. It's just been so powerful. And I really love both the bloat and calm. I want to talk about... Um, Why do women have such digestion issues from your research? Because what I assume from my uneducated guess is that I feel like we are in such states of stress where we're not allowing food to be digested in our body and we're not allowing ourselves to be relaxed enough to start digestion. And then also too, there's something about like where we're just continuing to consume content and information and things and we're not actually digesting (laughs) anything, whether it's information, conversations, you know, thoughts. And we're just kind of continuing to consume, but never really digesting. What are your thoughts?
2: I couldn't agree more with you, actually, Kristen. There really is a science behind this, right? And again, it goes back to the link between stress and digestion. When we are stressed, like, and we're anxious, our body really does go into fight or flight mode. It makes the process so hard on your body, you know, and we are constantly on our devices, looking at emails, we're just in a state of spiked cortisol. And how is that supposed to make digestion an easy process for our body? It's just not. And then you add in on top of that, like, you know, a lot of us may have hormonal issues. And again, like hormones and digestion are also linked. There's so many different things that are like impeding on our ability to digest food properly. This is not the way that we're supposed to live. Like we don't have access to nature. We're not sitting down and really like thinking our food. We're eating it at such a rapid yes. pace. Like literally it goes into your mouth and down your stomach. Like there's no chewing. What is that? And it's just not being present with our food. It's the quality of food that we're consuming as well. It's like a yeah. degradation of what things are supposed to be. And I think this is our body's mechanism of just telling us that this just things are not right. And like food sensitivities and stuff as well. It's coming from the quality of food. Things are being sprayed all the time. It's, it's just, it's not right. So it's unfortunate. And I will say that I think men are also very bloated. But what I've realized about men is that men don't have the vernacular to realize that there's actually something going wrong. So what's really interesting is when Nish and I were testing out bloat, um, we both had it and I knew I was bloated. I was actually in like a lot of pain that day. And it was, I mean, it was really crazy that how quickly it worked. And Nish is like, oh my God, Sif, like I feel so good now. And I wasn't feeling that good, but I didn't know that I didn't feel good. And I'm like, this is like, it's mm-hmm. like talking to a child, you know? Like not-
1: have <laughs> words for our videographer, Sweet. Tommy was nodding. And then you're like, it's like talking to a child. And he was like, <laughs> he's like, oh. he's like, I'm not a child. So, but it's true. Yeah. It is like, feel good now, feel bad before.
2: Yeah. Like, yes. yeah. Or like for the longest time, Nish was not. Sleeping properly at night. He'd wake up in the middle of the night and be checking his emails I mean, or like just. Uh, and, and my life. This was, but this was him and he didn't realized that he had a stress issue, Krista. Like, can you imagine? he was? And so, you know, when I started giving him things to just like, initially, I honestly just started with magnesium and then he'd sleep through the night and he's like, Sif, but I feel so good today. I guess I wasn't really sleeping well. And I was like, no shit. You were on your phone till like four
1: in the morning. Dude, (laughs) you're like, you need me, bitch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, (laughs) because I've been on Justin about his phone so much, his like rebellion is to be on his phone like an intense amount. So he's just like sits there with his guy and he's like, every morning he wakes up with screens and like just blasting into your pineal gland, those oh, fucking God. screens. But it's interesting with men too around bloat. And I was thinking about this and I feel like women are so obsessed with bloat because it's like kind of a code word for feeling fat in mm-hmm. quotes. It's like aesthetic. And yes Aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. And we demonize fatness mm-hmm. in our culture. So it's like sometimes women are like, oh, I feel so bloated. But it's really like they're feeling... The feeling of almost like being nourished or having lots of food. So there's the difference. There's like actually being bloated. And then there's like the feeling of like having a lot of food in their stomach, which feels uncomfortable for them. So it's like people feel like it's bloated. So I think there's like a weight thing around it too with bloat where women are so scared of being a weight that they don't want to be, that it's almost like they find any route, which is laxatives in the past or saying it's bloated or saying it's inflammation.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think that we need to make our peace with our bodies yes. for sure and realize that like food is it's it's nourishment yes. and it's it's a medicine. It's and meant to be eaten. It's mm-hmm. meant to be eaten and it's meant to n- nourish us. If we're under eating, if we're not respecting our bodies, we're not functioning. It it doesn't matter how you look at the end of the day if you're not functioning. Like I have like friends who might look a certain way, like very like thin from the outside or whatever, like a coveted body, quote unquote, but they they're just like so under nourished. And I'm not saying that this is, by the way, across the board, but I think it's really important that we give food the reverence that it deserves. And I've spoken to people being like, oh, um, I'm bloated because I gained like X amount of pounds. I'm like, that's not the same thing. Like bloating is like a very uncomfortable feeling. Mm And for us, like we say that like our products were created not to make people like that. The reason we didn't use laxatives is because we wanted to be kept out of the weight loss narrative altogether. Mm -hmm. We're there to help you just feel optimized. That's it. When enjoy whatever foods you like and sometimes what it is the cauliflower that bloats you you know and you should be eating that cauliflower because it's good for you mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and the kale yeah and the kale exactly <laughs> so if we can help along the way then I that's know. great
0: <laughs> we'll be back in just a moment but first we want to share a little bit about the sponsors who support this episode we invest in a lot of things on a monthly basis. Ever kind of write down everything you invest in, you buy for yourself, for your life. Uh, Why not invest in your mental health, your emotional health with therapy? I started therapy four years ago and it completely changed my life. I will say with confidence, it is the best investment I've ever made for myself. So I highly recommend BetterHelp because sometimes it can be daunting to find a therapist. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much, much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over... 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. And this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. We have been partners with BetterHelp for a long time now. Trust them and love them. And Almost 30 listeners get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash almost 30. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash almost 30. Get 10% off your first month. Okay, so the other night I took the sleep gummies from House of Wise and I have a little thing on my wrist that tracks my sleep, my HRV, deep sleep REM, all the things. And I took the sleep gummy, which I love. And you guys, my REM was up by an hour and a half. Do you know how? Major that is. <laughs> REM is deep sleep, is cell regeneration, is where we have our dreams. And we're just in that deep restorative sleep state. And this is such a game changer for me. Uh, you've heard us talk about House of Wise. We absolutely love this brand so much so that we invested in this CBD brand and their products allow women to give more attention and purpose to their daily routines, more intention and purpose so they can take back control and achieve greater results from their sleep strength and sex. I know y'all love the sex gummies. I mean, those are a cult favorite and a given. And what I love about House of Wise is that they incorporate incredible herbs and adaptogens into their formulas. Like for example, the sex gummies are made of horny goat weed, maca root, ashwagandha, as well as their full spectrum hemp derived CBD. And they Work. This is the thing. Not all CBD products that I've tried have an effect, a desired effect. And so this is the first brand. That is why we invested in them. That truly, truly works. We feel the effects and are better for it. So check out House of Wise at houseofwise.co and with the code almost30, you're gonna get 20% off your purchase. So make sure you stock up. My favorites right now are the sleep gummies and the sex gummies. Go to house of houseofwise.co. Use the code ALMOST30 and you'll get 20% off. And what I also love about this brand is that a portion of the proceeds go to support the Last Prisoner Project. So they are dedicated to cannabis criminal justice reform. So House of Wise is partnering with them and giving a portion of their proceeds. So please go to houseofwise.co. Use the code ALMOST30 for 20% off. What's next in terms of formulation and what is your process in formulating new? Are you polling your audience and then working with a naturopath? Yeah. So all of the above. The formulation is, I mean, it takes
2: forever. Like even for us to get bloat and calm out into the world, it was over a year which took us to form, like perfect our formulations and like really get it out into the world. We focused grouped the products before wow. they were released out into the world. And everything we do, it's the same thing. So of course, like we are really, really close to our community and we talk to them a lot and really figure out like, what are the issues that they're struggling with? What have they not been serviced for yet? And try to formulate the best in class products for those issues. And after that, it's, you know, we test it internally within our team and then we give it out to members of our community who are maybe interested in trying the product and then just get like the the response. And if the response isn't up to the standard that we would like it to be, then we go back and do it again. And this actually happened with one of our formulas, which we thought we were going to release where internally we were happy with it as a team, but when it went out, to the world, the response was slightly more underwhelming than we'd hoped for. Really? And so we went back and we, we've not released that product yet because we just were not happy with it. But yeah, we have a couple coming out. One of them actually in the next few months. And we're really excited for that one because it's been in the works for over a year. To perfect it. And then the next one after that, it's been in the works for even longer. We work really hard on our formulations and ensure that they're fast acting, that the ingredients are amazing, that people are really excited about what problem we're solving as well. Nish and I have had this conversation a hundred times about who we are as a brand. What you will never see from us is, you know, releasing formula after formula within a year. Like we we won't be that brand. We never will be. We can't be. We really care about like going deep into the issues that we're solving. And it just, it frankly speaking, it takes a little longer to release our formulations. And we're completely fine with that.
1: Kind of like that yeah, about same. you guys. Yeah, it's powerful too. I think a lot of people that start businesses or entrepreneurs, they're always like, what do I do next? Like, what do we do? And there's such a power in asking your customer or oh your God. audience mm. or whatever. Like people don't realize that your customer wants you to talk to them. And they want to give you advice or guidance or insight. And I think it's powerful that you all did that.
2: It's the most powerful resource you have at your fingertips. They want to talk to you. They love your brand and they will give you very honest feedback. Like you should be involving your customers in fucking everything. It's so important. And we have leaned in on our... Audience for a long time. And, you know, early days, Nish would go hand deliver our product on his motorcycle to our customers. Like, no joke. And we are like, we're friends with those customers because they've stayed on as brand loyalists. When it comes to new formulations, we send it to those people who we trust. They give us their odd, honest feedback. And it's made us so much more, I think, powerful as a brand. It allows us to make the right decisions.
1: Yeah, it humanizes mm-hmm. you too, which is. I think a lot of times people are afraid of what their audience or their community or their customer will say. And that's sort of what what stops them. So you do have to be able to take feedback. So how do you give and receive feedback? Like, do you have any advice for people? Because I think that's been a huge learning process Mm -hmm. for us.
2: I don't think you can take things personally. I really don't think so. Because sometimes you'll get feedback and you never asked for it, and it's not very nice, okay? And if you take that to heart, it will crush you. And we've had that. We've had people write in really mean emails sometimes, okay? But Nish and I always responded with kindness and, you know, what can we learn from this? And sometimes the customer is absolutely right. Sometimes they're mean. And you know what? Either way, we will always respond with kindness and never let it get under a skin because, you know, like this is just life's way of throwing punches at you sometimes you know like asked for good feedback or bad whatever it is like unwelcome feedback that you never asked for who cares right just don't let it get under your skin and and see what you can learn from it maybe you'll only learn to just respond with kindness and have empathy for someone who's maybe having a bad day or other times maybe you have like they've spotted a hole in your business which you hadn't spotted right and like customers will be the first to call you out on your bullshit. You know, sometimes they're harsh, but you learn from that and you don't take it personally. You just try to evolve and make your business as good as possible. You know, that's, that's always been our philosophy that like, how can we learn from this? How can we make things better?
0: And as you've built your team, what have you learned about yourself as a leader? That it's not easy.
2: I was a solopreneur for a very long time. And let me tell you, managing a team is really not easy. Nish is fantastic at it. And I'm very grateful to have him as a co-founder because I think, again, like he fills in the gaps where I lack. But for me, it's been a struggle because... And I I, I bring this up because I think from the outside, we read stories news articles about these big huge teams and amazing startups with like x number of employees and it feels so glamorous that like you know the CEO is leading this large team but it's really tough you know it takes away time from your head down work time you are on calls troubleshooting you have to involve multiple people in decision making processes you have to figure out when you get the final save versus like listen to your team. You know what I mean? Like there's so many different things at play, which, you know, you, you, you just learn it while you're on the go. But I just want to put that word of caution out there for people that like, if you think that having this big, huge team is this glamorous, like very cool, easy thing, it's really, really not. Because managing people is very difficult. You have to make sure that they feel supported, that they feel heard, that um, you know, you're know you there in case something goes wrong. And sometimes it isn't as simple as like you figure it out. You know, A lot of the times it is, but other times it's like, okay, how can I hold your hand while you solve this problem? So there's a lot that goes into it. I would say like if someone is hiring, hire slowly. Don't bloat your organization. I don't think there's any need for it. And when you're a startup, I think hiring people who really believe in the mission and are willing and able to wear all of the hats and do like the shittiest of jobs, there's, there's nothing that's beneath anyone on our team. There's nothing that's beneath Nishirai. We will do anything. We have gone in and literally packed orders up until like even over a year into our business. If we had to step in, we would and taken shitty customer service calls. Like we don't care. We'll do it all. And so will our team. So I think like having those sorts of people is important and hiring them slowly.
1: Completely agree. Yeah. I know it's weird when you start a business. They're like hire slow, fire fast and you're like whatever. <laughs> And then you have to go through it. You're like, oh yeah, hire slow, fire
2: fast. (laughs) It's a real thing. It's so real. And if you notice like someone is just not the right fit, even if you like them as a person, listen, they're not the right fit and you may as well let them go and like have them find something that suits their energy better than this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And most of the time people get it. Like most of the time people are on the same page. Like Mm -hmm. most people are not surprised if they're fired or if it takes a while to hire. I think the hiring... Slow was something I had to get the confidence for because it's giving yourself the permission to interview them multiple times, to have them do a project, to have them do a loom yeah. video to have them do all these things where before it was like, have one conversation. You're like, what do you like about life? And they're like, wow. And I'm like, perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, sounds great. A hundred
2: percent. Like that interview process should be lengthy. Yes. And sometimes it, it's like along the way, you just realize that they're not the right fit and that's okay. And like, you, I would rather go through that, the interview process versus not. And for us right now, we're hiring for a few roles and guys, I have been looking for, for one of the roles I've been looking for the last eight months and I've still not found someone.
1: Yeah, I mean. So, it takes mm. a long time. You gotta be picky. Yes. Yeah. Takes, it's actually, Better. it's so, it's like my worst, it's like my least favorite thing. It It's the worst. Because then you're, you're talking to people and it's like tons of interviews and you just don't know if it's gonna go anywhere and yeah. it's really, and then it's really, and then you get your hopes up. You're like, is this gonna work? Like, it's, It's so much, but you guys have done such an incredible job and it's really beautiful and you can tell. Um, Last question for me, this is, I think we talked about this at the event, but I love this about you that you get ready every day. (laughs) I love that. <laughs> That's literally so inspiring to me. And I'd love mm-hmm, to just love. pick that apart because there's actually like energetics behind that. It's not just vanity vanity at all.
2: I It is really not a vanity thing for me, like at, in the slightest. Like I realized this about myself. So um, when I first left my job and I started working for myself, the first week, you know, I was in pajamas and I was like, this is so fun. You know, roll out of bed, work on my couch. Awesome. And I realized that I was feeling really down and I wasn't getting as much done as I would like to. And I knew I was capable for more. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And so one day I was like, let me just try getting dressed today and see how it feels. And suddenly I just felt like I was in a different energy. You know, I felt like I was able to accomplish so much more. I just, I felt like I kind of walked into a better version of myself. And I was like, almost like faking it until I made it but not really faking it if that makes sense and it just changed everything and like Same way, another shift that happened, like this was a year into me working for myself, I would work out of my couch. And then I was like, let me get a table, just like a small coffee table and see how it feels to work out of there. And yeah, like it helped my posture, but like it also helped me energetically because I was like, okay, well, like in my tiny apartment, this is my workspace. This is my office. It's a tiny little coffee table, but this is my office. And this is how I show up to my office. And that's my couch. And when I put on my sweatpants, I'm going to my couch and that's my home. And it's just, it's interesting that it does that. And still to this day, like I have to get dressed every single day. I work out, I get dressed after that. I I put on my, I do my hair up cute. Don't wear makeup every day. But like, you know, just whatever makes me feel like I can achieve what I want wearing this,
0: you know? It makes such a difference. Yeah, you've been doing it too. Yeah, I've been doing it at home. I'm like, oh, I know the days and it's the, it's the, I think it's the mood, but also literally the energy of yes. like being in comfy clothes, having like kind of ratty hair. And you're like, this is, you know, there's no reason for me to get ready necessarily mm-hmm. unless we're doing an interview. But there is something to the prep process where yes. I'm looking at myself in the mirror. I'm like taking care of myself, adorning myself in some way, whether it's jewelry or put on clothes that are cute. And then even like seeing myself in the mirror during the day, like if I walk past the mirror, I'm like, oh yeah. Okay, like yes. you're in that zone, you're in that mode. It's just like a constant reminder, and yeah, I I think it's really it can be very fun. Yeah. After this week, we're getting ready every day. We're like, yeah, we're ready. <laughs> like, For a I was like, chill.
1: you know what's interesting? <laughs> this week is none. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what I've started doing is like this my highest self journaling exercise, right? And I write down like this when I started getting ready. It's it, this isn't something that I used to do. It's like something I've recently done. And when I identify who my highest self is and like what her habits are, it's like, yeah, she gets dressed every day. Like, this is just who she is. She likes to get dressed, it's how she shows up to life. And it's just a part of who I am and my identity. And it makes me feel like the best version of myself. Why would I want to deprive my work of that energy, you know? And then when I show up and I want to chill on the couch with, you know, doing nothing. Yeah, sure. I'll put on like sweatpants or shorts or
0: whatever to veg out. That's like a different persona. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, Yes, completely. And also like, you know, if you're going to meetings, if you're going to interviews and to kind of have that like extra aspect of your presence be there, I don't know. It's just, it makes such such a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And people
1: see that you care too. Yeah. You know, we had an interview with someone and I was like, oh, do you care? Because there wasn't a care or an attention to the look, Mm -hmm. which isn't, it's just so deeply, because it's, again, it's energetic. It's like, if you care, you're going to like care about yourself. Yes. And you're going to like get ready because you're someone that's worth getting ready for. Yes, absolutely. You know, and there's just such an energy and I really didn't realize it until like 2020 when we were all home and we're all, in our sweatpants, we're all in these like really comfortable clothes all the time. And you just, there there is an energy where you're like, nothing's it like, worth it. Uh, yeah. You know,
2: like that's, kind, it kind of makes, uh, like, yes. that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, I know people can't see yes. me, but it's just like, let me just, you know, yes. out. Yes. like that's how it makes me feel when I don't get ready. And I remember in 2020, like people felt really down and it was like, they were, even if you're going to wear sweatpants, honestly, wear a cute pair. Yep.
1: that's it. Just don't wear that. <laughs> wear clean. Pair. One. Yeah, yes, clean. Yes, wear clean. <laughs> we're clean players. But, and sometimes for me, it's like putting on a bra and sneakers. Yes, if honestly, that's all I put on the bra and takes. sneakers. It's... I'm good. Mm-hmm. Wait,
2: I'm not saying wear a fucking ball gown. Yes. Yeah, like just put on something wash that makes you wash your face. Wash your face, okay? Like if you're gonna tie up your hair, put
1: it in a nice bun yes. instead
2: of like a like sloppy a one. sloppy one. <laughs> I, don't I don't notice, notice that. Feeling. I'm like,
1: I look totally different when my hair is in a sloppy bun than when in a regular yep. bun. Like, my hair
0: is greasy right now, guys. Like, let's be (laughs) real. But I still put it in in a (laughs) bun. You got a cheek bun. Oh, man. This has been so, so fun. I'm excited for our audience who haven't tried Array yet to try Array. Um, Yeah, we've really loved it. It's always super exciting to, to not only meet the founders, but really be in collaboration with the brand that we use ourselves, it's just so easy and it just feels like flow. So I appreciate you like just trusting us as well. I
2: mean, you guys have been awesome. And like, I mean, I love you guys so much. You're such like authentic people. We love you and Nicole too.
1: Yay. Mm. We love Nicole. She's the best. (laughs) Because we didn't even talk about, but your dinner was amazing. Yeah. Just so intentional. I mean... And also Top too, I match, got, I love when I see friends.
2: <laughs> it was so fun. And that like, was a good group. It was a great group. <laughs> that was such a good group. I was like, and I get To mean- see
1: Jordan, I'm like, you're out?
2: I <laughs> Honestly, when she said she was coming, I was like, oh, this is the biggest honor of oh, my life. Baby. Like, she, was she was pregnant. Like yes. I was so like truly, truly honored. Yes. Like I, I was so happy. Like everyone showed up. I was like, you guys care?
1: I'm the yes. Like yes. this is so nice. Yes. <laughs> Isn't the that weird buff. how you're still like, what is ever, you know, you still have that thought. Oh, 100 I all know. the time. I'm like, what, what do you mean? Like you I care? Know. Yes, 100%. <laughs> like when people, Nicole was like, I've, you know, been listening. I'm like, people listen. Yeah, I'm like people can sue I was like what you yeah, got six years <laughs> in I'm like what what do you mean <laughs> um, this has been amazing so we have our code almost 30 for Array I use them both
0: yes like, every
1: night yeah I just whenever I need it's been incredible I love and really really respect you guys I'm so grateful you're here thank
2: you so much guys this is so fun amazing all right amazing. we'll talk to you later
1: bye Bye. thank you so much Sif again Array.com. You can use code almost 30 for 10% off. I love both of their products, both Bloat and Calm.
0: It is all natural herbs that just work. And thank you so much to our other sponsors for this episode True Bill. Array, as we mentioned, BetterHelp and House of Wives. You can find all discount information in our show notes as well as on almost30.com slash partners. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. For more from Almost 30, you can go to almost30.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, almost30podcast. We love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning into Almost 30. Bye.